What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Nostalgia And Now. As always, it's your host, Kelly, and I am so excited for this week's episode. We have a lot to talk about. We are doing a recap podcast this week, and we have Miss Taylor Swift to talk about. We have Adele to talk about. We have a bunch of stuff to talk about. I am going to talk a little bit about Astro World. We did talk about it on Beyond the Blinds, but I'm probably going to dig into that just a little bit because some new things have happened since we talked about it a week ago. Yeah, we released that episode last week. Now, Nostalgia And Now is going to be coming back on a more consistent basis. I want to thank you guys for being so patient with me, especially with this podcast. I know a lot of you have listened for a very long time, and I am so appreciative of you. I do think that this is going to become an every other week type of podcast. Maybe we'll do back-to-back weeks here and there, but I hope that you stick with me. <laughs> Please don't give up on me yet. I promise. I promise I'm not leaving. Um, but yeah, it is going to probably be a bi-weekly podcast just because it, it is kind of tough with the other podcast and with a full-time job now and being home all the fucking time. You know, I was thinking about it this weekend. So obviously the red release night was Friday night and I had a friend over and then I stayed in all weekend. I did not have any plans. I didn't feel great. Um, but I was like, wow, I'm not going to see or speak to a friend until like Thursday. So that's almost a full week of basically being in my apartment or going to the grocery store or something like that. And it's something I need to learn how to balance because I need to get out of my apartment more, but I also know I can't be going out like every night. So it's a weird, it's weird. I'm curious if you're listening and if you work from home and you live alone, it is definitely, it can be isolating, I should say. It isn't completely isolating. I love living alone. I love being able to do my own thing. But every once in a while, I'm like, oh, it would be nice to talk to like an actual human instead of just my cats. Now, I did post about it, but I wanted to talk about it on this podcast as well. Um, on Beyond the Blinds, we are doing a little four-city tour. We're hoping to do more cities. I know we really want to come to Nashville. We really want to do Denver. There are some cities that we definitely want to try and get shows in. But right now, we have Boston, Chicago, New York, and L.A., And I am so fucking excited, guys. If you haven't got your tickets yet, definitely check it out. I mean, tickets are in the link in my bio and on the Beyond the Blinds Instagram bio. And we're just going to have fun. If you come to VIP, we're going to have some drinks, take pictures, hang out for a while. I know in LA, we're having an after party until midnight. So God, um, I don't know what I'm going to do for that. I typically don't even stay up past 10 at this point. But it's kind of crazy. I've never been to LA And I've always said, you know, if I do go to LA, it's going to be for Laguna Beach or for something with work or which makes sense now that I work for a company based out of LA or based out of California, I should say. But I've always been like, you know, LA is like something that I'm kind of holding, holding special in my heart, if that makes sense. And now it's happening and I'm kind of, it's kind of crazy. I kind of can't believe it's happening. And I hope I get to meet some of you guys because That's what this is all about, right? That's what podcasting is. You know, you have listened to me maybe, maybe for about three years or if you're new to the podcast or if you dip in and out, but it's like I tell you a lot about my life. I get a lot of DMs about, you know, what's going on in people's lives and it's just, I don't know, it's a cool little weird community that we have and I hope I get to meet some of you in person. Um, For LA, there is a live stream So if you aren't able to come in person, if you're not comfortable, if you're in a different country, whatever the case may be, there is a way for you to watch, listen, hang out. It's just through a computer screen. (laughs) So last weekend, I actually, or I guess not the weekend that just passed, the weekend before that, I actually was able to hang out with some people from Floribama Shore. I got a few DMs from people asking, you know, how it happened. And it's, this isn't really funny, but... Right before COVID hit, I made a meme with Amy and Nilsa. They were wearing like tents on their head. And I was like, oh, I'm going to the bar during flu season. If only I knew I could have used that for a different illness. But she ended up following me. And we've just DM'd back and forth a lot. And then they were here for Nilsa's bachelorette. And Amy told me to meet up with them. So I did. And when I tell you they were some of the nicest people I've ever met, I genuinely believe that. There was like a little part of me that was nervous, just as anyone would be, I guess, like meeting people from a show that you really enjoy. But we had such a good time. They were such nice people. 
I know they are coming back for another season. I don't know if that was a spoiler alert, but they will be back for another season. And it was kind of wild. So I've seen musicians on Broadway and the Nash, the quote unquote Nashville way is you don't approach celebrities in Nashville. That's kind of an unspoken rule of Nashville. Have I broken that rule? Yes, I have, but I try not to, okay? I try really, really hard not to break that rule. The only time I broke that rule is when Kit Moore was on a date at, at the bar I was at and I was drunk. And he was sitting right behind me and I was like, Kit Moore's behind me. And he definitely heard me and ended up leaving the bar. I'm very sorry about that, Kit Moore. I hope that I did not ruin your date. But overall, you're not supposed to like approach people. That's kind of how it goes. But people were like, we're walking down the street and they would just grab, you know, Amy or Cody by the arm. And I was just kind of like, holy shit. I mean, obviously I know people watch the show. I watch the show. But I've never seen people like physically grab celebrities or reality stars or whatever. Like I've never seen people grab people for a photo, but they handled it so well. I was actually like getting a little nervous because of how aggressive some people were being. But overall, it was an incredible night and we had a really great time. If you're not watching Floribama Shore, I definitely recommend it. You can watch it on um, on Paramount+. Plus. I know that they have all the seasons there. And, and yeah, I just, that was fun. That was a fun time. I'm trying to think if there's any, like, other personal life updates I can give. I feel like no. <laughs> I have been on dating apps. They have not been working. Um, yeah, that's about all I got. That's about all I got before we get into Taylor Swift, um, some other, you know, the, the Hills recap, Audrina's book, which I pray to God I get an advanced copy of. But if I don't, I will read it. I'll read it for the class. I'll do it. I'll, I'll do it for all of us. Now, if you are a challenge watcher like me, this past week's episode, we find out that Ashley was kicked off the show. We're not told why. We're not told anything. Well, I'm going to tell you why she was kicked off the show. And my issue with the reason why she was kicked off is what she did cool. No, absolutely not. I don't, I don't agree with the language she used or anything like that. But one thing that really frustrates me about the challenge, about MTV in general, is that they don't do, like, across the board, right? Like, they, sho they showed um, this season Josh shoving Fessy and Fessy kind of facepalming Josh. Jo Josh stays, Fessy gets kicked off. And in my opinion, Fessy didn't even really do anything. He, he put hands on him a little bit, but not, not crazy, and they're also friends, and Josh wasn't upset about it. Again, rules are rules. You can't put hands on people. But how come last season, when Josh shoved Devin, he didn't get in trouble? You know, in past seasons, Johnny Bananas has said a lot of really nasty things, but he never got in trouble for them. He's never had backlash. He's been invited back many a times. He was supposed to do... Oh, this is a little bit of a spoiler alert for the Challenge All-Stars. So he was supposed to be on Challenge All-Stars for the third season, but he got pulled from that cast. Not too sure why, but he will not be involved in the um, All-Stars as of yet. But basically what happened is on the episode, we see Ashley is no longer there. Like she's just off the, off the show. And there's no, no, um, and there's no explanation as to why. It's just she broke a rule. She had to leave. Now, apparently, this is what happened, allegedly. You guys know I love to throw around a good allegedly. Allegedly, she and Josh were in a heated argument, and she said something to the effects of, everybody knows you're gay. And Josh went off. Josh lost it. He went to production. He was like, you need to get her off the show. And Josh is a production favorite because he's always crying. He's always bringing drama. And do I agree with her saying everybody knows you're gay? No, that's not a cool thing to say. You know, Josh has never said he's gay. Um, don't come at me about the Kaler stuff, okay? Don't, listen, listen, I'm just trying to, don't, don't yell at me about Carly and Taylor as I go off about this. But I don't think she should have said that. And she has actually said, you know, she's tweeted, she's apologized, and she's gone to anger management to help with her anger and her outbursts. And then, like, Devin was starting to harp on her and Emmanuel and I think Josh as well. And Ashley even said, you know, I will never say that what I said was okay. She's like, I ha I'm not defensive of anything that I've done. I'm just telling you that I'm learning and I'm going to be better next season. 
But it just, it's so annoying because it isn't across the board when it comes to the challenge. People say things all the time. And then there are moments, and this is something I hate when people are like, oh, everybody's soft now, blah, blah, blah. But there are moments where I'm just kind of like, is that the worst thing that's ever been said on the show? No. Is it cool to say? No. Could she have just, you know, apologized and continued on? Yeah, because in my opinion, it would have been more interesting to see her get thrown down in the elimination and have to fight her way back. And I feel like, I don't know, I just, to me, unless there was a whole lot more, she shouldn't have been kicked off the show. I mean, they let Camilla stay on the show and win the season, and she was on there screaming in Leroy's face, calling him the N-word, and the only reason why she got banned is because Twitter found out what she did, and Twitter went insane, and MTV was like, okay, okay, she's banned. So there is that cancel culture thing now where where people are like, oh, well, well, you know, they can't say that, so they have to be kicked off the show, and I don't think that's 100% the truth. I think that if, you know, if Ashley apologized to Josh and they tried to move on from it, something like that. But Josh apparently got really upset at Ashley saying that. And I believe it was Logan, Devin, and Josh who went to production saying Ashley needs off the show. I don't know. To me, it just, the punishment doesn't fit the crime, especially when there have been so many things that have happened on this show and that's getting you kicked off. But Josh being physical with another player isn't. It's just, it's very, very frustrating. I do have to say that. And I'm always going to like Ashley. I think Ashley brings a lot of old school energy that the challenge used to have. Her and Amanda both do. And I know people don't like her or Amanda, but I think that they are very straightforward. I don't think they are toothpaste. I think if they like you, they like you. If they don't like you, then you know it. And I just, I like the vibes that they bring. The challenge, if you want to start punishing people for their behavior, I think it has to be the same across the board. You can't pick and choose just because somebody is a production favorite. And at this point, I hate the Emerald cell. I don't know why people aren't like trying to rip that cell apart. It's absolutely insane. And I am rooting for CT or Amanda to win, but I think Amanda makes too many issues. I think Amanda's very problematic um, with how she plays the game, but I like her. I do. I do like her. I can't lie. But that is my that is my challenge rant. And as far as challenge all-stars go, I don't have any opinions just yet. I'm glad to see Melinda's back. I loved Melinda on Real World Austin. I'm glad to see Katie Doyle's back, John A. And it's funny. The more I watch the challenge, the more I'm like, I don't think I really like many of the male people, male um, competitors from the challenge. I will say challenge all-stars though is much easier to watch than the regular challenge. And they should just put challenge all-stars on MTV too. I don't, it's, you know, it's almost like MTV doesn't want fucking viewers anymore or something. And before I end my challenge rant, I just want to say Kaylee outed Natalie at one point in an earlier season And Jordan also outed Marlon. And neither of them were in trouble at all. Kaylee even said she'd out Natalie again if she had the chance. So again, I know that that was like years ago before um, before this quote-unquote cancel culture. But I just, I don't fuck with it. I don't fuck with it, MTV, the challenge. Make your rules across the board. Stop being like this. All right, everybody, we are winding down on the hills. We are almost at Lauren's departure, which is absolutely crazy to think about. I mean, I still can't believe that The Hills went on without Lauren. I know Kristen tried really, really hard, but it was just never the same for me once Lauren left. And I will say, after we finish up The Hills, we're going to go to Laguna Beach Season 3. I don't even know if I'm going to do Kristen's part of The Hills. I am pretty hillsed out. (laughs) I must admit that. I'd love to do another TV show. If you guys have something in mind, please let me know. I've never seen The City, and I was thinking about watching The City, and I know that Whitney does her recaps on The City as well, so maybe then I will watch Whitney's recaps to get more City information and and stuff like that. So this is Season 5, Episode 6. It's called Playmates Bring the Drama. And we start with Previously on The Hills. We're reminded that Heidi caught Spencer with Stacy, but she wanted things to get better with therapy. Audrina's trying to get over Justin Bobby, and she hooked up with Brody. Now Brody and Audrina have to face the consequences. And to me, this whole episode, I'm like, 
why are people shocked that Jade is upset? <laughs> like, Jade has every right to be mad. We start the episode with Audrina and Elsie shopping, and Lauren mentions that Frankie is throwing a party at him, his and Doug's house. So apparently Frankie and Doug live together, but really quickly she's like, but Doug won't be there. And I'm like, oh, that's an interesting little, little fact. I wonder why that was so important. But Lauren asks Audrina if she's going to go, slash if she's talked to Brody. And then Lauren says he told Jade and they've been fighting about it. She's mad. And Audrina says it's an issue. Like, she's surprised. She's like, I can't believe this whole thing is just such an issue. Last thing I wanted was any drama. Yeah, I'm sure, Audrina. And Lauren just says, Jade's bummed on you. That is a quote, that is a saying that is used often in the Laguna world, way more than the Hills world. And now when someone's mad at someone else, I'm just going to be like, they're really bummed on you, dude. That's what I'm going to bring into 2022, calling, saying that someone is bummed about somebody else. But Audrina says that Brody said that him and Jade are on and off. So that is something new to the, to the equation we didn't realize that Brody was like, nah, me and Jade, we're always on and off. You know, give me a hug. You can sleep on my bed. And then Andrina says, I'm single. I can date. And it didn't seem wrong or bad at the time. Okay, you're single. Brody's not. Like, just because just because I'm single doesn't mean I can hook up with someone in a relationship. It goes both ways. You know, I understand that Audrina's single trying to have fun, but Brody wasn't. And she maybe shouldn't have pursued someone in a relationship as much as Brody shouldn't have maybe hooked up with her. And guys, I know that they didn't actually hook up with one another. I'm just, I'm just, I'm going along acting like we don't know that, okay? And Lauren says, it's not fun when vacation baggage follows you home. Good one, Lauren. That was a good line. <laughs> the next scene is about a 20-second scene between Heidi and Kimberly. Remember Kimberly, the new Elodie? Well, she's back on the show for a second. And they're grabbing lunch. They're walking back to Bolt House. And Heidi says that Stacy actually texted, texted Spencer inviting him out. She was like, yeah, she wants to know if he's going to Hwood tonight. And I looked at his phone and saw the text. But Heidi isn't okay with it. Why is she even texting him in the first place? Like, don't you think that she shouldn't be texting him? Oh, Heidi has a really hard time with this. And when we talk about this a scene a little bit later, I'm going to explain to you why Heidi could never be a housewife because I feel like a lot of people want Heidi to be um, like Housewives of Beverly Hills or OC. I've seen her name mentioned. I'm like, there is no fucking chance Heidi could ever be a housewife. But Heidi then says she's going to show up. She's going to show up at Hwood. She's going she's gonna to confront Stacy and, and see if Spencer shows up. And Kimberly's just like, that's crazy. <laughs> they walk into the uh, Bolt House Studios. Not much conversation between them. It's basically just Heidi needing to talk to someone who isn't the therapist Hi, um, Holly, Stephanie, or Spencer, because she has no friends. Remember that. Now we are at Doug and Frankie's house. It's a very quick overview of the party. We see Brody there, Frankie, of course, Jade, Lauren, Lowe. We're reminded that Sleazy T is in the picture somehow. And then Lauren says, Audrina's on her way, and kind of looks over at Brody and, and Jade and smiles. I'm like, Lauren, Lauren, I know that you don't want to be the main character in this specific season, and we can tell, but you're still good at stirring the pot. And Jade kind of gets a face going. She looks kind of mad, and Brody's like, what's wrong? Relax, relax, just relax, baby, relax. And he hugs her, gives her a little shoulder rub, kisses her head, just keeps reminding her to relax because Brody's not in trouble in this situation. It's not Brody's fault that someone slept in bed with him. The next scene, we're at Hwood, which seems to be a hot new club in LA. I almost said Las Vegas. In LA, it's Holly, Steph, and Heidi. And we haven't seen Holly in a little bit. So Holly, welcome back to the party. And they walk in and they're waiting to see if anyone shows up. Heidi starts explaining how she saw the text. And during therapy, everything seemed fine. But now Stacy's back. And you can kind of see Stephanie's eyes glazing over. Stephanie's like, yeah, that's so crazy. <laughs> but Heidi says Stacy is deliberately trying to meddle, quote, maliciously, deliberately, skankily, Steph adds. And Heidi just wants to know the truth. I just want to know the truth. I want to know, is he texting her back? Are they hanging out? Why is she texting him in the first place? We then see Stacy and good old Sheena Shea sitting down behind them. Heidi like turns and makes eye contact and Stacy waves at Heidi and Stacy's like, should we go say hi? Stacy sounds exactly like Danielle Harris. 
They have the exact same voice. And if you don't know who Danielle Harris is, I'm talking about Rachel from One Tree Hill. Same exact voice. So Stacy and her friends go and sit with Heidi. And Heidi goes, where's Spencer? That's your boyfriend. I don't know. Did he tell you don't text me? No, Stacy said flat out. She's like, he didn't tell me not to text him. And it's not my fault that he keeps texting me, Stacy says. And she doesn't want to get bitched at every single time she's out. She's like, you know, I just want to end this. Whenever I'm out, I get bitched at now and I'm so sick of it. Can you just like talk to your loser boyfriend? Not in those exact words, but close enough to those exact words. And Heidi just starts nodding her head. She goes, I wish this upon you. I hope you know how it feels to have a conniving girl. Stacey goes, you have a conniving boyfriend. There's always going to be another Stacy in the picture. That's how, that's how Spencer is. There's always going to be another Stacy, even if it's not me, Stacy says really quickly. And I know that this was like a bit more staged, right? Like later seasons of The Hills we know aren't super real. But I do not think Heidi could deal with any kind of confrontation. I really don't. Whenever I see people being like, oh, she'd make a great housewife, she'd make a great this, I'm like, there is no chance that she could go head-to-head, toe-to-toe with some of those women. Maybe Casey, maybe Casey could do it, but I also don't think she'd be great with confrontation. Know who'd be great as a housewife? Cammie, Kendra, or Alex M. Those three, I'll always say those three. Even Kristen, I think Kristen's really used to having a show, especially with Very Cavallari, like curated how she wants it to look. I don't think she could handle a housewife type role. I'm just, yeah, that that popped into my head when I saw this fight the way how insecure, and that sounded meaner than I meant it, but how insecure Heidi was in this situation and the way she couldn't even fight back, I was like, oh, there's no chance that she would ever be good on Housewives. Now we're back at Doug and Frankie's, the party's bumping, and Jade says she's anxious. And Jade and Joe, who's Jade's, why do they all have the same names, right? We have Jade and Joe, we have Stephanie and Spencer, we have Heidi and Holly, all the, Lo and Lauren, all these names sound the exact same, guys. I really, I'm struggling. I'm fighting for my life with the with this episode. But Joe, who is Jade's friends, basically said she'll fight Audrina. And to me, I'm like, that's a good friend, Joe. I would want Joe on my team if I was to be in a fight with someone. And I guess what we have to remember is they're only like 23 or 24. And I think Jade was 21 at the time. So yeah, there's no real like talking things out at that point, I don't think, especially if there's alcohol involved. Like my early 20s, I was a fucking maniac. I used to fight with everybody, not fist fight, but like verb, well, maybe once, but I used to like verbally just go after people. And thank God I, (laughs) thank God I grew out of that and stopped drinking hard liquor. But Lauren is playing we, then for a split second, we see Casey. I've never noticed Casey in this episode before, but we see Casey playing Wii with Lauren. And how fun was Wii? I used to love playing Wii. I'd play it for hours and hours and hours. But Audrina shows up and starts giving out hugs, but Brody doesn't give a hug to her right away. He goes and hugs his girlfriend, Jade, and he's like, be good. And Jade just goes, if I was on a girl's trip and ended up in a bed with a guy, you'd be pissed. And right away, Frankie's like, it wasn't like that, Jade, 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 Jade. It wasn't like that. And she's like, what was it like then, Frankie? Jade is not having this storyline. I genuinely believe whether it was fake or not, which I think it, I mean, I'm like 99% sure it was fake. I think Jade was pissed that she had to play along with this storyline to begin with because she looks kind of, she looks like someone who's a pushover and I don't think she was. But right after she yells at Frankie, what does Brody do? He of course walks over to Audrina and gives her a big old hug. Joe then grabs Audrina Joe's like, we need to talk, and grabs her, and it's Joe, Jade, a random blonde, and Audrina. And right as Joe starts talking, Brody walks over, and he's like, it needs to be between Jade and Audrina, Joe. Like, you're not going to fight with Audrina. And I want to be like, yeah, Joe will throw down. I would rather watch Joe fight with Audrina. So now we have a Jade and Audrina moment, and Jade says he knows he fucked up. We stayed up talking about you and Justin, Audrina says. That's bullshit. When you sleep in my boyfriend's bed, something happened. That's fucked up. Seriously, Jade? Audrina's response, I don't even want to talk to you. Okay, go have fun. Sorry, I really wish that I didn't have to do dialogue like that, but it was a loud party and you guys know the sound would have been abysmal at best. But Audrina then gets up, hugs Brody and leaves. And Jade starts yelling at Brody. She's like just yelling at him, just like, well, you went and hugged her and she's leaving, blah, blah, blah. Bye, bye, Audrina. 
and then she picks up a bodily Jaeger and takes a swig out of it. One thing that Jade really, really loves this episode that's not Brody Jenner is a bottle of Jaeger. I don't think I ever really got into Jaeger, although I used to love the shot, redheaded slut. Have you, have any of you guys ever had that? Like, I don't know what was, what like came over me when I would go up to a bar and be like, I'll take a redheaded slut shot with a big smile. Oh, oh, I can't believe all the shots I used to take. Clearly this episode is bringing up a lot of memories of my early 20s just being a messy ass person. Now we're at therapy with Spidey and Heidi talks about the Stacy text and admits to going to the club. She's like, I did go to the club. I did see Stacy there. And Spencer's mad she went through his text messages as he should be, honestly. I don't know. I feel like going through someone's phone is a whole nother level of distrust. And I feel like if you can't trust the person you're with and you're going through their phone like that, you probably should not be with them. That is some unsolicited advice from someone who's been single for a fucking decade, okay? So the therapist asked if he responded, and Heidi just goes, I deleted the text. He couldn't. And Heidi doesn't understand why she's still calling him. You two are on completely different pages today, the therapist says. Different books, actually, Spencer says with a big smile on his face. And they just continue to bicker. They just continue to be like, well, you don't trust me. Why, why should I trust you if Stacy's texting you? Well, if I didn't even know Stacy was texting me, you deleted the text before I could even respond. Well, I deleted the text because there's no reason why she should. That's basically their fight. And the therapist is just sitting there being very unhelpful. I am sorry. If a therapist agrees to go on TV, they are not a good therapist. Now we're at Audrina's house with Steph. And Steph can't believe Jade's friends ambushed Audrina. I can't believe they did that to you, she says. Can you not? Like, I would be up someone's ass if they were mean to my friend. If my friend was like, hey, can you go be mean to this person? I'd be like, yeah, sure. No questions asked. If you need me to be mean to someone, I will do that for you because I care about you. But Audrina's like, I think it was the alcohol. She was drinking a lot. And Audrina doesn't feel bad. It's so insane. She's like, I don't feel bad. I've known Brody longer. Brody and I are friends. I knew him like way before Jade knew him. Yeah, but like Jade is dating Brody. It doesn't matter that you've known him a year or two before she did. You can't sleep in the same bed and maybe hook up with someone's boyfriend. Boyfriend, not ex-boyfriend, boyfriend. But Audrina's nervous Jade will be at the club, but they'll have to wait and see. She says, I'm nervous, but like, I guess we just have to wait and see if she's there. Of course Jade's gonna be there. Audrina, come on. Now we are at a club called My House, and Jade is chugging her Jaeger. That's the first thing we see. Brody looks extremely nervous, and also Brody is listed as Lauren's friend, which I've never noticed before. And someone was like, yeah, everybody on the show is listed as one of the main girl's friends or boyfriends just to keep consistency with editing and all of that. And I was like, I never realized. After five seasons, I've never noticed that it said Brody under, or Lauren's friend under Brody's name, I should say. But Steph and Audrina roll up. And Audrina looks fucking hot. Audrina looks great. I'm saying that. I don't but, you know, she's wrong in this situation, but she looks great. But Jade, like, rolls her eyes the second she sees Audrina's there. I don't want her here, Jade says to Brody. Yeah, well, well, you tell her that, he says. Why, Brody? Why just, like, poke the fire, right? Brody, who hates drama, is like, you should go tell her. <laughs> and Jade's friend, Joe, starts talking shit. And Audrina goes, it's not between us. This isn't between us, Joe. It's between her and Jade. And Joe gets up to fight Audrina again. <laughs> Joe's ready. Joe's been waiting to get her moment on TV for a long, long time now. But Frankie pushes her away again. And Jade says, her fucking psycho ass started it. Seriously, Jade, you're obviously insecure. It's the fact you slept in his bed. You keep bringing it up to cause drama. And Audrina's mad that Brody didn't stick up for her. Like she like looks at Jade after she says, you keep bringing it up to cause drama. And she walks away and she's standing with Steph who is off to the side. So these are the moments that I don't think are super scripted because there's the lighting isn't great. It's just Audrina and Steph. It's very grainy. The light, again, they're out of the lighting. So that's why I think that this is a little more genuine than other scenes that we see this episode. But Audrina is out of the good light, as we'll say. And she's talking to Stephanie. And, Audrey, and Jade says, I'm going to fucking punch her in the fucking face next time I see her. And I believe her. I believe that Jade will fight Audrina. And we go get a back and forth between Audrina and Steph and Jade and Brody. And Jade tells Brody to tell Audrina to leave. 
So Brody goes to Audrina and says, you know, Jade has a reason to be upset. You know, she has every right to be mad at both of us in this situation. And, you know, her and I talked about it and we're good, but she has a right to be mad at you. Brody, she has a right to be mad at you too. Like, Brody, you're her actual boyfriend. What the fuck are you thinking? And especially to be to Audrina, like, this is your fault. I'm sorry. <laughs> and Audrina just goes, you know what, Brody? I'm just going to go. I'm going to go. I- I'm sorry. I don't know what you want me to do. And he puts his hands on his head, looking all stressed out. And Audrina and Steph rush out of the bar. Jade is partying with her crazy friend, Joe. And they're living. They're having a great time. But Brody is very stressed out because he is because Audrina is upset with him and he doesn't get why Audrina doesn't get why Jade's upset with her, but Jade should be upset with both of them, even though it seems like Jade has forgiven Brody. I don't know. It's a big old mess, guys. A whole big old mess. Now we are at lunch with the Laurens and Audrina, and Audrina fills them in on the Jade drama, and she's shocked that Brody didn't stand up for her. Well, Brody's in a weird position. He said she's like the first girl that he's ever really loved, Lauren says. And Audrina just rolls her eyes. She's like, well, Jade's crazy. And Lauren says that Brody owes Audrina an apology. Again, I totally don't understand this. I really, really don't understand this. Because if your friend hooked up with someone's boyfriend, you have to tell them, hey, it's shitty on both ends. Like, you probably shouldn't have fucked your friends. Like, you shouldn't have fucked him. He has a girlfriend. And these girls are just like, Brody deserves, you would deserve an apology from Brody. You both did it. You both are shitty. You both rotted. <laughs> now we're in therapy with just Spencer shows up. No Heidi. And the therapist goes, do you think the relationship is isolating for both of you? And Spencer says, yeah, you know, they used to be very social people. And now all they have are one another. And they are one person instead of two individuals. And it's actually a really good conversation. Like, Spencer's actually opening up about his feelings and how he feels like with Heidi, things aren't as fair as he wished they were. And then Spencer seems to be taking it in as the therapist starts being like, you guys have to find your own lives. You have to be separate people in order for the relationship to work. And then he's like, I guess I just need to stop going out and and stop doing things that make her mad. And the therapist is like, do you think you can do that? And he goes, I don't think I can do that. (laughs) So you think that Spencer's being like really sincere and taking everything in. And then he's just like, yeah, there's no chance I'm not going to keep going out. Sorry. Now we end the episode with a scene between Lauren and Lauren's friend Brody. They're on a lunch date. We haven't had a lunch date between the two of them in a while. You got to love those little moments. But Lauren says Audrina felt attacked and Brody knows that he should have kicked Audrina out of the bedroom. He's kind of like, I know I should have kicked Audrina out, but I didn't, and now Jade's mad. And I'm going to play an audio clip, and this is how the uh, um, episode ends in three, two, one. I made a mistake. I should have kicked Audrina out of the room is what I should have done. I think the main reason she's mad at Audrina, and she has a right to be mad at her, is that I was in my room. Audrina had the option either to go back to her room or to sleep in my bed, and she slept in my bed. Did I say Audrina? And listen to that little bit of shade at the end where Lauren's like, it wouldn't be the first time somebody did that to one of us. And Brody just kind of rolls his eyes. But I guess, you know, Lauren does have a point that Brody should have kicked Audrina out, but Audrina shouldn't have been trying to stay in his bedroom. So I think they're both in the wrong, if you ask me. 
I think they're both no good in this situation, and I do actually feel bad that Jade had to play along with the storyline because it clearly really upset her. But that is what we have for Season 5, Episode 6. And yeah, Lauren's time on the hills is almost done. I kind of liked watching her yell at Brody a little bit. And you know that Lauren is not into this season. Obviously, I do think they were trying to make Audrina the main character, then realized Audrina is not main character material, so that's why they brought Kristen in. I have no facts to back that up other than my own feelings, but you know Lauren's checked out because if this was like early Hills Lauren, she would have screamed at Audrina for like sharing a bed with Brody who was in a relationship. She would have been pissed at Audrina, but nope. This time she's like, I'm just here, here to get my paycheck, here to not talk about anything in my personal life and just watch the messiness go down. So of course you know I need to talk about Taylor Swift, and honestly, I don't even know where to start. I mean, 30 30 songs came from her from her Red re-release, and it's really funny because a lot of people are DMing me like pictures of Taylor wearing the same scarf as Jake and all this stuff, and it made me realize how much of like almost an OG Swifty I am because I saw all of those things on Tumblr way back in the day. But I also love that when people see these, they're like, Kelly needs to see this. Kelly Kelly needs to know about this. And I don't know. I love that maybe when you hear Taylor Swift, you think about me. I don't know. But let's just say she has done a lot for this album. And I think she wants this album to be a Grammy-nominated album. Last time Red was released, she did not win. She lost to Daft Punk, I believe. And um, I do think that this go-around, she's really going for that record of the year. She wants to win that Grammy for Red. And a few people asked me if that was possible. And from everything I've seen, yes, it is possible. Both Elton John and Prince have won awards after their re-records were released. So I do think that's why Red is getting so much love. And it's actually kind of funny because when Red came out, I feel like liking Taylor Swift was still not super popular. People wanted to hate on her for dating guys. People wanted to hate on her for not having a great voice or not writing great songs or whatever people were mad at her about that moment. And I had always been a fan of her. Like I was a fan of her through reputation, through everything. And seeing the reaction to Red and seeing how excited people are about All Too Well, I'm like, yeah, remember when you used to make fun of me? Not make fun of me, but you know what I mean. People were like, I can't believe you like Taylor Swift. And those same people are like, I can't believe how good All Too Well is. I'm like, yeah, welcome to the fucking club, my girls and guys and whoever's listening. I will say Forever Winter, that song hit me like a ton of bricks. I cried so hard to that song. And I'm glad that I listened to it after my friend left because the lyrics, the chorus, all of that, I feel like we all have a friend that we should check up on or feel like we need to check up on. and Or you've been that friend that your friends have wanted to check up on and make sure you're okay. And I've been that friend many times, um, being checked up on, I should say. So hearing those words, it made me think of my cousin who passed away too. Oh my goodness, Forever Winter may be one of the top songs on the album for me. I almost do. You know, I'm going to say, I feel like that song was always sadder to me than All Too Well. I always related to I Almost Do way more than All Too Well. Um, I've talked about this many times on the podcast, even on my story over the weekend. But when I was 20, I started dating a 30-year-old. He was the guy who I lost my virginity to. He was an absolute piece of shit. He would gaslight me. He'd ignore me. Even when him and I, like, We went probably six months without talking. Like, we kind of cut things off. And then we started talking again, and I thought we were going to get back together. Um, But then he got into a relationship on Facebook, and then I never spoke to him since. (laughs) So that was healthy. So the all-too-well 10-minute version really did, like, stick with me, I guess. Seeing the fight in the kitchen where the quote-unquote Taylor's character is like, why the fuck did you drop my hand? You dropped my hand. And what you'll notice in all the Taylor Swift song, not all of them, but in Taylor Swift discography, let's say, holding hands is important to her. The first thing I thought of was the Champagne Problem song, Drop Your Hand While Dancing. 
But then, you know, you squeeze my hand three times in the taxi. Um, there was the, touching my hand in a dark room. There's so many lyrics that talk about hand holding, hand touching. And clearly that's a big thing for Taylor. Now, let me say this too. Jake Gyllenhaal might have been an asshole to Taylor Swift, but you can't be commenting all those scarves on his Instagram. You can't be harassing his 25-year-old girlfriend. That is fucking insane. Honestly, seeing all the scarves and stuff, it reminded me of when people were commenting snakes under Taylor's pictures. Like, we can't do that, okay? Yes, Jake Gyllenhaal was 30, dating a 20-year-old. Not very fucking cool, treating her the way that he did, allegedly. But you can't be, you can't be fucking crazy on his Instagram either, okay? This was 10 years ago. And yeah, I'm still upset about how I was treated 10 years ago, so I understand why Taylor is still kind of jaded. Not jaded, I'm sorry, that's the incorrect term. Still upset about that. Like, it clearly hurt her a lot. And a lot of people are like, well, the scarf actually means virginity. And I don't get why people want to talk about who Taylor Swift lost her virginity to. Like, to me, I'm like, that's just kind of like, eh, that's, eh, I don't know. If we can't talk about, you know, an alleged relationship with Char- Carly Kloss, how come, we can t- how come we can talk about her virginity? You know what I mean? So that's kind of where I stand on the virginity aspect of it all. But I do remember back in the day on Tumblr, people were like, oh, do you think the scarf represents virginity? So again, it's funny seeing everybody kind of put things together. And I'm like, oh, I've been through this, baby girl. I've already lived through this. Um, but I think the re-release was great. I didn't love certain songs and how they sounded differently because she's not working with Max Martin anymore. So I'm very curious to see how 1989 is going to turn out considering she's not working with the, one of the masterminds behind 1989. Obviously, Taylor is going to make it work. But Max Martin is a fucking legend in pop music. And to not work with him, it really surprises me. I don't need Jack Antonoff's version of 1989. I just don't. Of course, her music video that Blake Lively directed came out today as well. And I thought it was fine. I mean, the music video, it probably has a thousand, a thousand and one Easter eggs in it. But I was just kind of like, okay, this is cute. I was kind of curious on why she knocked the groom off the wedding cake instead of the bride. That was something where I was kind of like, huh. And then she's sitting at the kids' table, which I thought was interesting. But I was like, but if this is about Jake or whoever, she he thought of her as like a kid. So I guess that makes sense that she's sitting at the kids' table. And I noticed she was drinking juice boxes with apples on them, which made me think of the Big Apple, which made me think of 1989, because that is a very New York-based album, as we say in the Swifty. <laughs> Nobody fucking says that, Kelly. Shut the fuck up. But I do think that this album hit very differently than it did when it came out all those years ago. But the song still felt the same. Like there was a part of me, I feel like my mind wouldn't let me feel the exact same emotions that I felt when it came out until I had a little alcohol in me. And then my body was like, whoa, you're going to cry today. And I did cry and it was very cathartic. And I think it's okay to still be mad at people who did you wrong 10 years ago. Obviously don't sit there and like, think about them all the time, but I think it's still, it's okay to be like, wow, that person really treated me like a piece of shit. I deserved better. I thought her SNL gig was great. I thought she did a great job performing the 10 minute all too well. I thought Three Sad Virgins was very funny. And the skits on SNL were funny. I always hear SNL isn't funny anymore, but whenever I watch it, I'm like, oh, this was funny. So everyone needs to stop telling me it's not funny anymore because maybe I'll actually watch it. But staying up late, you guys, you guys know I love my sleep. I want to know your favorite songs, though. I want to know your favorite songs off the album. Um, the the song that's like, look the photograph picture or the Polaroid picture. You don't know how bad that I miss you. Whatever those fucking lyrics are in the name of the song escapes my mind at the moment. But I will say her fits better than you, and I will stand on that hill until I die. Um, but Red Overall is a great lyric album. It's definitely not in my top. And I will say that, even re-listening to it, Stay, 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 I hate that song so, so much. Um, Sad, Beautiful, Tragic, I don't love that one. Girl at Home, there are a bunch of songs on there that I just skipped through, but All Too Well, I Almost Do in Treacherous, um, Forever Winter, I mean, those ones are the ones that really stuck out to me this go-around, and I do think she is going for that Grammy, which is why she's putting so much behind Red 
and I am going to guess that 1989 is coming next. But then there's a part of me that's wondering if she's going to hold on to that till the very end, because that was probably one of her biggest albums of all time, if, if I do say that. I do think it's funny how Scooter didn't think that people would actually buy her new music. Do you know Swifties? Swifties are out of their fucking minds. Um, but I'm excited for all the other re-releases. I cannot wait to hear Haunted with her more mature voice. I'm going to lose my mind. Um, but I'd love to know what you guys thought of Red. Please let me know. And also, leave Jake Gyllenhaal alone, okay? Yeah, he was an asshole. He treated Taylor Swift like shit. We don't love that. But we're also, just, just leave him alone. Just let him be. Don't see his next movie. How about that? Instead of, like, harassing him on social media. Honestly, I think Jake Gyllenhaal should come out wearing a fucking scarf. I think he should take a selfie in a scarf. I think that is exactly what Jake Gyllenhaal should do. And my last thought is about the 10 minute all too well. I really don't think she wrote those lyrics all those years ago. I just, I don't. Like the fit, fuck the patriarchy um, keychain. I don't, I don't know. When I heard that line, I was like, oh, Taylor like added to this later, which is fine. It's her, it's her masterpiece to have. And then when she was like, the joke goes that your exes will, the people you date will stay my age even if you get older. I'm like, how did she know that? How, do you, how did she know he was going to do that? So that's my last little tidbit on the all too well. I think it was an urban legend with the Swifties. Taylor knew we wanted it and Taylor decided to just give it to us even if she wrote those lyrics all these years later. Now, as we start pop culture brunch, get your water, get your champagne, get your Dr. Pepper, get whatever you're drinking, take a sip, let's go. Avril Lavigne released a new song called Bite Me, and it is so fucking good. I love Avril Lavigne. I need to talk about Avril Lavigne more. And no, I'm never going to believe the Melissa thing, okay? I'm never going to believe that there was a clone of Avril Lavigne just waiting in the wings for Avril to pass away. I will never believe that. But I was a big Avril gal, and just knowing she's making a comeback makes me so fucking happy. You know, after her Chad Kroger marriage, I'm glad that she is single now. No, she's dating Maud's son. She needs to date Brody. I want Brody and Avril to get back together more than I want most things in the world. So I'm putting it into the universe. I need them back together. He keeps posting very supportive things about her. And yeah, he's beautiful and I love her and they were a perfect little couple, okay? She was a skater girl. He was a, he was not a skater girl. Well, I guess Brody has like a little bit of like a skater edge, like a surfer boy. He was a surfer boy. She said, catch a wave. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. Anyway, I really, really hope Avril comes out with a new bop of an album and I can't wait to listen to it. But if you haven't listened to Avril's new song, Bite Me, check it out. It's really, really good. Of course, we need to talk about the fact that Britney's conservatorship has finally fucking ended. After 13, almost 14 years, Britney Spears is absolutely free. And can I just wish one thing? I hope the media leaves her the fuck alone. I've already seen the media following her around. I've already seen paparazzi photos of her driving. I don't want to see those. I want Britney to be able to live the life that Britney wants. And I think the media should give her some fucking respect, okay? I know she went to a very popular restaurant where um, paparazzi usually are, and she was like, I was just celebrating, and I wanted to go out. You know, Britney deserves to be able to go places and not be questioned and not be followed and not have to deal with all this bullshit. She's been through enough. I don't even know how, like, I was thinking about it. I don't know if I'd be able to survive everything that she went through. Britney is a fucking fighter. And I want everybody to leave her alone, right? Like, I want Britney to be able to live the life that she wants. And I want the media to leave her alone. But I do think that she is going to sue her father, as she should. And I, I think if that happens, we're going to find out a lot more horrific shit happened to Britney. And I don't know if I'm ready for that, but honestly, it needs to be said. And it's kind of crazy. This is how I keep thinking about the conservatorship. Now, there are a lot of people in conservatorships around the world around the country especially. And if someone can have that much control over Britney Spears, one of the biggest pop stars of all time, imagine what others are going through that don't have that voice. I mean, she went through that for 13 years. And I just, I hope that this opens the door to looking into other conservatorships. And a lot of people ask me about Amanda Bynes 
because she is in a conservatorship as well. I don't know anything about that conservatorship, but Brittany is free. Brittany gets to see her sons now, and soon her sons will be 18. She'll be able to really spend more time with them because they won't be under the um, joint custody with Kevin. And I'm just, I'm so happy for Brittany. And I'm not going to say anything negative about Sam. I think Sam has been by her side. And, you know, I've read blinds that Sam is using Brittany. But honestly, I think Sam helped Brittany see that people were rallying around her. You know, she, he was kind of her piece to the outside world. And, and yeah, nothing but happiness for Brittany in my book. So Astro World, unfortunately, a 10th person just died from Astro World, a nine-year-old boy. And before people are like, oh, why are people bringing kids to this concert? And also, if you listen to Beyond the Blinds, I am going to repeat myself a little bit, but if you haven't listened, here are my thoughts. Apparently, Travis Scott has a deal with Fortnite. Fortnite is directed exactly to children. Like, it's targeted right to them. So of course he's going to have child fans, kid fans, I should say. And Travis Scott is known for having these chaotic concerts. I'm sure you guys have heard everything I'm about to say. But my thought behind this whole thing is that Kylie and Stormy were there. I think they knew that the crowd was going to get out of control. Did they expect this to happen? No. Absolutely. I don't think they expected people to die. But they could be, this is how they could spin the story. Why, were, why was an eight-month pregnant Kylie there with Stormy? Why, why would they do that? Like, that's the narrative that they could spin to be like, obviously, if Kylie and his daughter are there, they didn't think it would get this crazy. And I know that sounds sick. I know it sounds dark and twisted. But I think it's such an easy out for the Jenners to, or the Kardashians to spin the story that way. I do not think Travis Scott is a victim in this. I think Travis Scott has had really chaotic concerts in the past. I think that he urges his fans to rush security, to break into concerts, and this was just waiting to happen. Unfortunately, it turned deadly. And I also don't fuck with, like, satanic rituals. I want to say that right off the bat. I don't think this was some demonic satanic ritual. I think this was a crowd of people who were in this chaotic, almost riot mentality and they just didn't stop. That simple, you know. People were dying, and these people did not stop. I give credit to the two kids, the boy and the girl, who went up on the cameraman stage trying to get them to stop filming because this was a live stream event. And if there's one thing the Kardashians want, it's that fucking money. And also, um, this isn't, I shouldn't blame just the Kardashians. I know that they have some kind of management with Travis Scott, but Lou Taylor is his direct manager. Lou Taylor, who was the mastermind behind Britney's conservatorship. All they care about is money. Apparently, Travis did stop the show four times to check on people, but he didn't stop the show, and he should have. And I know there are people who will say, you know, that's not his call. It's, exact, it's not exactly his call, but he was the person who put this together. If you look up the Astro World, Fest, World Festival, it says created by Travis Scott. Someone was in his ear telling him to stop the show. The police were telling him to stop the show. And it's been really interesting to watch TMZ talk about this story because obviously TMZ gets a lot of money from the Jenner Kardashian clan. And the way that they started by being like, well, you know, someone got stabbed in the neck with drugs. Shut the fuck up. No one got stabbed in the neck with drugs. I know people who use needles and they're not going to waste them by just like running around stabbing people in the neck, okay? And then when that didn't stick, they just tried to do all these different things. And originally it was Travis didn't know till after the concert. Then Travis is spotted partying at Dave and Buster's with Drake. Well, he didn't know till the next day. And then the next day we find out that Drake and Travis went to a strip club and dropped a bunch of money. So, so what is it? He didn't know till the day after the next day? Like, come on. I knew about it while it was happening. You know, on Twitter it was saying what was going on. So those are my Astro World thoughts, I guess. Um, I hope Travis never performs at another festival ever again. The way that this festival was set up was so fucked up to begin with. The way that the um, barricades were set up so people couldn't get out through the sides. Because typically at a festival, you, they have, you know, some sides are gated. Of course, to make room for an aisle or, or safety reasons, whatever the case may be. But usually you can get out for the sides and the barricades were up on the sides and there was fencing on the sides. So you had to go straight back through an entire crowd. It was 
very poorly planned on TikTok. There was an LA event planner saying that this was meant for to cause harm, basically. The way that it was set up was to hurt people, and it's it's really sad. I've been in big crowds. I've never felt that rush. There have been, like, some moments where I felt people pushing on me, but usually I can, like, back up and, like, stand up a bit, but never the way that it was at this concert. Um, but, yeah, I hope that Travis is held accountable to some point because he does encourage that kind of behavior at his shows. And I don't think we'll see Travis on a festival stage for a long time. I guess we'll just have to see what happens with the lawsuits. On a lighter note, there was a new Little Mix album that was dropped. And you guys know that I'm a Little Mixer. I think that's what they, is that what they call their fan base? Whatever they call their fan base, that's what I am. And I love it. I love their new album. And I'm going to keep saying I hope that they come to America at some point to perform. Because no matter where it is, I'm going to go. But maybe I'm just going to have to get a new passport, go to London, and see my girls in concert. Could you imagine? I'd probably lose my mind. I'd be so excited. Speaking of one of Taylor Swift's exes, Taylor Lautner. What, that was all PR, guys. That was a fake relationship. That wasn't real. Anyway, Taylor Lautner got engaged to his now fiancé, Taylor. And now they're both going to be Taylor Lautner. So that will be <laughs> convenient or confusing. I don't know. But yeah. Taylor and Taylor, not Taylor Swift, Taylor Lautner, and now soon-to-be Taylor Lautner are, are going to be married. Congrats to Taylor. I've always thought Taylor Lautner was a little, little cutie. My girl Kelsey Ballerini is releasing a poetry book. I am actually going to a signing on Thursday, and I can't wait to read it. I like poetry. I love it. I've tried writing it. I'm not that talented when it comes to writing poetry, but I can appreciate other people's beautiful words, and I'm very excited to read it. I will let you guys know how it is, too. Of course, Paris Hilton got married over the weekend. I don't, if you did not see that, I don't know what to tell you. But there was a three-day celebration. Demi Lovato performed. Nicole Richie was there. Kim Kardashian was there. A bunch of celebrities were at the wedding. And Paris seems very happy, happy for her. But it did come out today that her now husband had a secret nine-year-old child that he's been paying for but never spends time with. He's only met her once in the last nine years. And of course, page six said that his daughter feels very abandoned and disowned by her own father. And it's very sad, but maybe they can make it right now. We'll see, right? Adele has a new album coming out and I can't wait to cry to that. I just cried my eyes out to Red. Can't wait to bawl my eyes out to some Adele. Adele's a crazy, right? Like she's such a good singer and she's also so fucking funny. If you haven't watched some of her interviews, definitely check them out. She has such a great sense of humor. And, and yeah, I'm excited to hear it. Lindsay Lohan is in a new Netflix movie that's going to be coming out with Mr. Cord Overstreet. Can't wait to see what kind of chemistry these two have. That's what I'm most excited for. I mean, I'm not expecting much, but the chemistry is going to be... <laughs> chemistry is going to be bleak, I'm sure. But I'm excited to watch it. Either way, either way, I'm going to watch it. I want a Lindsay Lohan comeback so fucking bad. And I know she almost had it when she had her show with Oprah. And she kind of blew it. But I love Lindsay Lohan, and I need her to make a strong comeback because that's what she deserves. And now we have Audrina's book. Audrina is coming out with a book called Changes to the Hills and Back, which made me laugh. I actually really like that, to the hills and back. I guess we're going to just have to wait and see. She said there's nothing that she doesn't talk about. But, I mean, how much is she going to give us? How much is Audrina Patridge going to give us about her life when it comes to things that really went on? There's going to be at least three chapters talking about the hills. If not, all of the chapters are going to talk about the hills. She's probably going to talk some shit about Lauren Conrad, Lowe Bosworth. She's probably going to talk some... I don't know if she'll talk shit about Audrina and Spencer. I mean, um, Heidi and Spencer. I guess we're going to have to wait and see on that one. I don't know if she can even talk about her divorce and custody agreement and all of that stuff because I'm pretty sure it's still ongoing. And also, I wonder if she's going to talk about how she coerced her daughter to lie on stand about her daughter's father molesting her. Google that one. Google that one if you want to go down a real rabbit hole about Audrina. So yeah, I guess we're just going to have to see what happens. Um, she blocked me many moons ago. I'll still read her book, still support her, and see what the book has to say. I hope there's an explanation about that neck tattoo. I also hope there's a whole chapter about why she blocked me, and if it is because of the neck tattoo. Well, guys, thank you so much for hanging out. I hope you had fun. I had fun. I had a good time. Um, 
just a reminder, I want to say one thing. I meant to say it at the beginning. I might say it at the beginning of the next episode because I know some people fall off at the outro. That's okay. I understand. But I want to remind you, holiday season is coming up. Be gentle on yourself. Be gentle to others. Holiday season is really fucking hard for a lot of people. It's hard for me. I'm someone. Holidays are not fun for me. I don't like them. I'm just in like survival mode trying to get through it. I know that plane prices, plane fares are like really through the roof expensive. Um, usually my round trip to Boston's like 300, sometimes 250 to 300. It was almost $600. So people are stressed because they can't afford to go home. People have other stresses in their life. Just try and be as kind as you can to yourself, to others. Um, be nice to people in retail. It's not their fault that they're sold out of size small in North Face sweatshirts. Just, I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. I might have an episode next week. If not, it'll be the following week. So if I don't talk to you, I hope you have a great Thanksgiving. And again, protect yourself, protect your energy. That's really, really fucking important. Bye.